This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hello there, Nicoya, Steve, and Jimmy boys, Shallow, Jake, and Chipmunk, Baby, Amir. Internet sensations of the eponymous web show who record a podcast weekly without fail and habit parts on TV and have their own production business. No matter what, they'll always be best friends. They'll always be best friends. So sticky and it's killing me inside And so I pose my question I'll listen to your answers Even though you're joking most of the time Like killing myself in Starbucks I know I shouldn't do it But if I did, my problem would subside But that's really bad advice Please spend some time on me I don't think I can seize the cheese You played a full two-minute song for our guest. Beautiful. <laughs> two and a half. <laughs> and that's the end of the show. We got to go. Yeah, uh, of course. That makes sense. That was more than all of your time. I was holding up a lighter the whole time. <laughs> it was beautiful. Um, it got very hot. Matt and Jake from Corporate. Jake and uh, Matt? Yeah. Jake and Matt. Oh, usually it's Matt and Jake, even though that's in reverse alphabetical order. But I'm more important. He's taller. So, yeah. he, he's more affable. Yeah, you go by height. That's yeah. what we do in our thing, I think too. So. I'm an inch taller than Amir. Yeah. yeah. Well, half an sense. inch, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not really. How tall yeah. are you guys? I'm five foot 11 and three quarters, so I never made it that to That might feet. be very close to me. I'm yep. in between 5'11 and six feet. Yeah. yeah. Do you lie and say six? Uh, it depends on who's asking, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I'll say six four. <laughs> well, you just, said, <laughs> you just said your real height on the podcast to all of our well, listeners. Well, technically, so. if we're getting like scientific, I'm 5'5". Five, five. <laughs> yeah, but like right. with shoes, socks, plus like rounding up. Yeah, and, like the platform. Or you're yeah. with your platforms. Yeah. yeah. Let's get scientific. <laughs> Matt, what are you at? 6'3? Are you a 6'3? Six, 6'4. Six, oh, 6'4. Perfect height. Yeah. 6'4 is the goat height, right? It is. Uh, Would you good, give yourself an Any inch? taller is bad. Yeah. Unless you're playing basketball. Because, like, I right. barely fit into planes. I, I even see. on my Instagram post photos of myself in airplane bathrooms because I can't stand up right. Yeah, yeah, I can barely fit. Truly horrifying in airplane bathrooms as a man standing up, right? I should <laughs> yeah. sit down, but every time I'm like, let's roll the dice and see what happens. <laughs> you taking shits on airplanes? Have you ever taken a nice shit on an airplane? Just a really small toilet. You can barely wipe you, the tissue I, yeah, paper. I shit bad. on airplanes all the time. Good man. I, I won't do it. <laughs> it, did, even it took better me a long man. time. I didn't do it till I was like, uh, almost, I, maybe I didn't do it till I was 30. 
That's cool. It's, that's it's kind of like an adult move. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Only adults can shit on When airplanes. I'm a grown up, I'm like, I have to go <laughs> and it hurts my stomach. That's like your rabbi sits you down. It's like, it's now time. <laughs> You're it's a man. Double now. bar mitzvah time. <laughs> that is what the Mile High Club is, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. First person to take a shit on if an you airplane. Can fill the bowl. <laughs> oh my God. That is a thing, too. There's no water in the bowl. Yeah, it's a yeah, dry it's bowl. It's a horrible situation. <laughs> we should stop talking about this. <laughs> We've upset everyone. Uh, we haven't even. Oh, yeah, we did introduce you guys. Yeah, but not the song. The song was written by Rob, it was obviously an I Miss You by Blink-182 parody. You guys Blink fans? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I've listened to that song probably a thousand times yeah. over the course of three months, sophomore year of high school. <laughs> are you guys roughly our same age? How old are you guys? I'm 35, 31. Okay. Oh, okay. And yeah. so Jake and I are in between those two. Okay. Well, I'm 39, five foot four. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're, we're big into Blink. Is Tom a good singer? Like, he has a very distinct voice, but would you say he's a good singer? I would not. You would say he's a bad singer? I think he's the kind of guy who got, like, kicked out of choir, and so he rebelled. And he's like, fuck you, I'm going to make it anyway. That's like, it's cool. that kind of thing. Where I feel like there are a lot of singers like that where, like, Creedence Clearwater Revival, like John Fogarty. Like, I don't think he has a good voice, but I love it. Yeah, because right. it just that, has to be like unique. that's controversial. Well, I'm, I'm here to fuck shit up. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a voice that you like hearing, whether it's good or not. Yeah, like, it's more about being having, like, an interesting voice, yeah, I think. I feel yeah. like he invented a new way to sing. Yeah. Is that is that fair to put on Tom DeLonge? I guess that might be, like, I don't know who, like, pioneered that kind of, like, whiny punk voice. Hello there. Yeah. yeah. What? The, small things. But the question yeah. is, does he talk like that, or is he making a voice? I think we've even discussed this on I've the watched, show. like, the Blink-182 documentaries. I, like, uh, I had the Urethra Chronicles on VHS. Jesus. Uh, and Tom definitely, that's like his talking voice and singing voice. Oh, really? Weirdly, like, kind of those do- documentaries are a lot like Making a Murderer. Like, no one has watched them, but they were falsely in prison for years. <laughs> yeah, that's and, right. Uh, <laughs> Tom DeLong. Yeah, you should watch them. They're <laughs> fucked up. Huh? Uh, all right. So this is If I Were You, an advice show after all. We do our best to dispense our wisdom. People write us in. They're in sticky situations. Sometimes it's just Jake and I. Now it's Jake and Matt. And Jake and I. I'm so sorry to have another Jake on the show. It's very no, kind of No, I like of it. You. It's nice. Oh. Two Jakes. <laughs> Is this the only other Jake that's been on the show? Have we had another Jake? That's a great question. I don't think we have. That's cool. Let's throw it to the fans. Get the callers going. <laughs> uh, shout out in the comments. <laughs> Let us know. Yeah. I was trying to find some corporate-related questions. Ooh. Shout out to your show, Corporate. Cool. Comedy Central. January 15th? January yes. 15th. January Season 2. Yes. yes. All right. Well, more on that later. But let's get into this right now. This is a guy, we'll give him a fake name to preserve his anonymity. Matt, do you have a fake name to reference this man as? Um, Ralph. That's good. Cool. <laughs> Last name? Ralph. Ralph. That's cool. Two Ralphs for the Ralph, price of one. Ralph, just Ralph. like there's two Jakes. Ralph, Ralph, right. I guess I just reached the limit of my creativity. <laughs> I, I came up found... with Ralph. What more do you want? <laughs> when is season three? I have no more ideas, I guess. <laughs> season three is just season two, but everyone's name is Ralph. That would be brilliant <laughs> to refilm it. Who says no? Who would yeah. notice? How long would it go before someone noticed? Uh, All right, I'm a 23-year-old male, writes Ralph Ralph, who works at a desk job in San Francisco in a department of eight people. I've been here for two years, and the pay is decent. I've made some good friends, and it's uh, in a nice area, and I really want to quit. I got some experience behind a computer doing mindless, dull work, and now I want to move on to bigger and better pastures. I actually want to try my luck at comedy writing, and you two have been big inspirations for me. I I plan to wait until next month to quit, it is a good time since it's the start of the new year, and I'm currently waiting on my Christmas bonus. I was nervous about the timing of our department is behind on work right now, and one of my coworkers just went on maternity leave for five months. Quitting would leave the department in a bad spot, and I don't want to be a dick. But the other day, I walked by my boss's desk while he was taking a piss, and the dude left his personal email open displaying what appeared to be an email regarding a job application he submitted. I don't want to get caught gawking at his screen, so I took a selfie and made sure that the to frame his screen in the background what? so I could Jesus. sneak off and examine the email in private. Turns out it was a good move because not 10 seconds later, he walked in as I scooted back to my desk. But for some reason, the, the 2560 by 1080 resolution photo I took from seven feet away wasn't good enough quality to make out the words on the screen. I tried to zoom in and enhance CSI style, but to no avail. 
Anyway, I looked freaking good in the selfie I took, so I might post it to the gram. Not sure yet. I started second-guessing myself if the email was in fact a job offer or if I was just jumping to conclusions. I decided I wanted some more evidence. So when he went to lunch, he remembered to lock his computer, so I casually perused his desk for any clues. Jesus. Oh, my God. But no luck. Fast forward to the next day, and he emails the department, saying he has to step out for an hour. Usually, if he does this, he provides an explanation, like he's going to a doctor's appointment or a lunch. So, on a hunch, I checked the office printer history, and minutes before, he had printed a Word doc titled Resume. The smoking gun. Oh, my God. (laughs) If he leaves our department, it would be devastating. It would be utter chaos. As mediocre as my boss is, he still pulls a ton of weight. With him gone, plus my other coworker on maternity leave, the department would suffer greatly from an onslaught of work. If I try to quit then, it would be the worst timing imaginable. I would be a dick to all of my coworkers, and I would feel terrible for doing that to them. I'm considering if I should quit sooner than planned to beat him to the punch. It would make me seem like less of an ass while still accomplishing the same outcome, and it would make my boss look bad instead of me. The problem is that I have my holiday bonus still coming up, which would likely forfeit the and the Christmas party, which I would want to attend, and I'm honestly scared to jump back into the job market and want it to procrastinate a little bit longer. Another option is that I just take his job, but I vowed to get a new job come January, and I want to actually do something that I can enjoy my life. I want to value my happiness at my job over my salary. So, should I quit before he quits to make him the dick? Should I wait until January to quit uh, or stay and possibly get a promotion? Wow. Thanks for any help. That was a roller coaster, and I was on his side until he revealed himself to be a psychopath. <laughs> which, was, which was which paragraph? Yeah. Really? I, that was crazy so, person. Th- it was that was yeah. a manifesto. Yeah. It seemed like a <laughs> and also the government. <laughs> that yeah. seemed like a full first or second act of a corporate episode. Yeah, the selfie, did. the enhancing, the checking the printer. Yeah, you. I think you would like our show. Um, um, well, I think. The non-funny part p- answer that I would give, that my honest advice would be, the most important part of this is to never take a promotion at a job you definitely don't want. Because then th- the worst part about that is you get attuned to the new salary. Then you naturally just start buying things a little more loosely, and then you can't live without those things. Oh, interesting. So def- is that how people get you? That's how people get yeah. you. That's how you – that like is if you start working in the film industry and you want to be a writer or something, you just start working in a certain department. You start rising up, and then you kind of can't live without that money, and you can't like – go back to a dumb job and just write and try to get your way back in. So I definitely think do not Mm -hmm. take the promotion. That is the biggest mistake you could do because you don't love it and life will be over before you know it. And so don't like, don't waste any time at a job you know you won't love. This is like the thesis of your show basically. Yeah, for sure. And I would also say don't, uh, I mean, it's it's good that you like the people you work with, but don't ever value the company over yourself. You should not... Fact, let that factor into the decision. Especially, it doesn't sound like it's a startup. It's like a department of a bigger company. Yeah, yeah eight yeah. people in his department. Yeah, you can't worry about that at all and should be willing to abandon them at any <laughs> Yeah, point. try to get, I would say, <laughs> I, that's, uh, it's totally true. Yeah. The weirdest part about- Because they would fire you. Like, they, right, they, 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 they don't, don't value about you. Yeah, they don't care about you. The yeah. weirdest part about that email to me, now that I'm thinking about it, is he really wants to go to the Christmas party. <laughs> like, what Like what company yeah. Christmas party is worth going to? <laughs> there are so many open bars if you yeah. go on Christmas. Like, go online. You can find any t- way to get a drink anywhere. Like, it's so easy. I don't know what the fuck you care about that. But I would honestly wait it out, um, get the Christmas bonus, which will give you a few months of rent, I assume. Yeah, Christmas um, bonus for sure. And then, mm-hmm. you know, don't get a job that will take your mind away. Get a dumb job that's like for – make the bare minimum to pay rent and then write as much as you possibly can or perform and write. If you want to write comedy, I would try to move down to LA as well. Or maybe the bonus will be your moving costs or move to New York or something like that. But definitely don't get another job that utilizes your brain at all. <laughs> like literally as du- go to yeah. Dunkin' Donut, like just literally the stupidest job possible and just Mindless. try to write constantly because it takes many years to really learn how to do it well. 
did you guys have shitty desk jobs? Is that the source of I your did. show? Jake had this mindless job that he's talking about. He worked at a chandelier store. I quit because I was working as a post-production supervisor because I was failing upwards kind of <laughs> in film. And so I was working these shows like for Rescue Me. I was becoming the post-supervisor of that. And I was making so much money and I was like 24, 25. I was like, I don't need this money. I don't do heroin. I don't need it. So it's sort of like, so I quit that job to work at a chandelier store, which was as mindless as they come to write, you know, to write comedy and to tell jokes at night and stuff like that so it worked that's a very mature thought for a 25 year old it's like i don't need the money i'm gonna take a worse boring job so to free my mental capacity but you, i think it's the key i want to work at a chandelier store yeah. <laughs> yeah sometimes you i mean this is, sounds like a very annoying thing that um what's that guy that tony robbins would say but sometimes you do have to take a step backwards to go for to go forwards so you have to take less money to eventually get more money and to do what you want to do but not only that but you took a you take a job in a field that you're not interested in oh no i love chandeliers (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i'm thinking about them right now when i look at your faces all i see are chandeliers (laughs) why do you think you tried to sell a show so we could buy the chandeliers that's all i really want um i no i it took as dumb a job as was available and it was it was a it was the right decision. I mean, it was very stupid. Like, I don't, I, I retain no knowledge about chandeliers um, from the three years of working there, but it was definitely the right move. And you, again, like the older you get, and this is pretty serious, but the older you get, the people that are happy, I'm sure you guys see this, are the ones doing what they love for a living. You know, right. I, I feel like people who aren't doing what they love for a living, pretty universally unhappy. Yeah. Um, and so it if you- a very large chunk of your life. It, yeah. it's, in this country, so it's sleep. It's so your like, identity. Yeah, 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 exactly. Sleep you gotta do. And then if you, if you don't have a job- We know that. If, <laughs> right? <laughs> Scientists have proven that. <laughs> if you don't have a job you you like, then often what you'll do to combat that is like drink really heavily on the weekend. So you don't find the time to work to what you want. So you need to like, if you're a comedy writer, you need to find a job you can f- pretend you're working at and be writing at. Like you mm-hmm. need to like fuck the system basically and, and make it work for you, I think. What was your shitty job, Matt? I had a bunch of them. I, I had a, came out here with a degree in marketing and English. So I had jobs in like, <laughs> marketing at entertainment companies and copywriting and uh i won't i guess i won't say any of the names of the companies because they're all large entertainment companies but i would hop every six months i would become suicidal at the job and like (laughs) desperately try to get out of the situation i was in and i used to uh because it's hard when you have a job where you have no power to like get out for an interview as this guy said where his boss lied and so i used to just i uh i have asthma and so at every single job i got I would tell them early on that I had asthma and then and then when I would need to go out for multiple interviews I would tell them that I was going to an asthma clinic um, to <laughs> even get though those things done. aren't real yeah there's no such thing as an asthma clinic <laughs> or like one time I just got pretty cartoonish and silly like one time I literally walked into my boss's office and was like I just threw up and I have to leave I just I, I just threw up my asthma and I, I have to go home and get it that's like what I did in like third grade yeah I truly, go to the nurse I, and be like I threw up I should have been more of an adult and given a real excuse but it's basically like i have diarrhea (laughs) you don't want me around we have a we have a friend who like got uh who got like confronted about it like from by his boss was like is are your teeth okay you've you've had four dental appointments i'm really worried yeah Yeah, that's the go-to is the dentist you can use that once every six months yep then you slowly start to realize like People don't really have general doctor's appointments. Like, people no. use that as an excuse, but, like, no, what, when do you just have a doctor's asthma. appointment? Asthma. For all you people yeah. out there trying to get out of your job, <laughs> carry around an inhaler. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> any, it's very easy to fake and if being you, short it, of breath. It's just, like, you could just put weed in there and pre- and have it be a vape. Yeah. But, like, as long as it looks like jewel? an inhaler. <laughs> <laughs> no. So what should this guy do? What are you thinking for this guy? Is it just as simple as leave and... I'd pursue say get the your Christ- dream. Get the Christmas bonus and get then the bonus. leave after that. Yeah. And although if he leaves after, although, I guess this is staying. The thing, but the thing is about like writers, like wh- while he's biding his time, like trying to figure out the best time to leave, all of the world is full of people who are not doing anything except for writing. Yes. Yeah. So like, or you might as well start doing it. I'd say at the very least, unless this is the easiest job that doesn't require anything, then you could maybe keep it because like it is a pain in the ass finding an another job yeah. you didn't really go into that but it's like just make sure that you have are spending all of your time outside of work right i think you should leave the job because the, he becomes, said if he comes a, if he becomes a boss 
Well, the, he That's also said that yeah. they look at him as the competent one, yeah. which means they're going to put more on him when his boss leaves. So he needs to go somewhere where they don't think he's particularly competent and he just has to pull a lever. He really needs all his mental energy because he clearly – he's invested enough emotionally in the people at this job to worry about them and yeah. like what happens if I leave. It's like, no, you need to go somewhere where you just care about yourself because to make it yeah. as a comedy writer, you have to be very narcissistic. <laughs> and it's very important to be very self-involved. Yeah. He's got the comedy writer's anxiety though. Yes. Like yeah. with all the spying he did on his boss yeah yeah that's a yeah. good sign he's definitely overthinking yes. everything and also thinking <laughs> thinking good. he looks good in a selfie in the bathroom like that that's good i would uh i would quit the day after my boss quit just so like they get real desperate because yeah. that's when they're like please stay we'll give you several hundred thousands of dollars we're losing everybody uh so that would be my that's what i would do so if your I advice is situation. to le- is to leverage insane. the boss quitting mm. then you quit the very next day and that, they throw cash at you to right stay that goes against months. everything that all of us are saying with yeah <laughs> of course but this is another option for this guy right. because so you're I wouldn't, him to double I down left. on the corporate job yeah become the boss that's and right and also fuck over the people that he cares about <laughs> yeah making him pay him a lot of cash yes give yes. up on the on the writing dream you do that for two three maybe 40 years until you retire and then you could pursue the writing thing you read a, a memoir retiree. about your insanely boring life <laughs> that you spent behind a desk uh, at least that's what I would do in that situation um, alright let's get another question in about a wingman. Jake, do you have a wingman's name? Zanzibar. That's good. Zanzibar, right? <laughs> Zanzibar Ralph. Uh, <laughs> my best friend from high school and I have been living in Manhattan for a year now. I've introduced him to a group of friends from college and we all get along great. Going out on the weekends is always a ton of fun. <laughs> the end. <laughs> do you have any questions for me? <laughs> However, he's the world's worst wingman. Whenever we do go out and I'm talking to a girl, he'll always awkwardly try to nudge us together or loudly tell my other friends to look over in my direction. Sometimes he'll try to hit on girls for me in an over-aggressive manner. None of the other friends seem to have a problem with it, but it does make me feel self-conscious and small. I tried talking to him about it, but he just brushes it off saying that he has, quote, my best interests at heart. He's always given me good advice in other areas before, and I owe him for helping me with my job interview a couple months back. But how do I get him to back off a little in this specific social situation? Toda, thank you. Love, Zanzibar. Wow. Mm. Bad wingman. Are you guys wingmen ever? Do you guys have good wingmen in your life? Are you guys single? We're not single. No, we're not single. Cool. We're very boring. (laughs) So you must have good wingmen because they both got you girlfriends. (laughs) (laughs) This is interesting. I mean... Hmm. This is a very complicated question. My instinct is to not go out with him every weekend. Mm. Um, My instinct is to sort of try to diversify how who you're hanging out with and kind of not really tell him your plans all the time. That can get tricky, and that can be. I feel like this guy is his friend is a little immature, so he might get a little mad about that. But I. Your yeah, advice that de- is to bef- betray his friend. I think so. <laughs> yeah, because there's nothing. I guess for me, the idea of a wingman is a little like a little immature. Because when you get older, you kind of just realize that everyone wants to get late. Like everyone right. wants to find someone. Everyone wants to have sex. Like it's you don't not need your friend. No, to help you have. Sex. You really yeah. don't. Like it's kind of a very immature thing, kind of postured by media. I think where it's like we're not everyone's lonely. You know what I mean? Everyone's lonely and horny like your web series. And so it's like, it's kind of like... The wingman concept is so bizarre. It's like, no one can help me have sex better than my best friend. (laughs) Come on, dude. Dude, I need you. Help me have sex. (laughs) Yeah. um, Hmm. Yeah, if you really talk to It's not a job. It's not a real job. Yeah, I was just a friend. I'm trying to think if I've ever been a wingman for someone. Have, have you ever you tried to help? Oh, I've definitely been a wingman. What did you? What, what do you? What <laughs> I do was you such do? a douche in my twenties. What, what do you do? Like, what would you do? What's yeah? What's considered a good wingman? Um, I guess I think uh, sort of sacrificing yourself because I think so. I think if there's a group of girls at a bar and you're with a group of guys, the person, the guy that goes over to talk to them is is sort of immediately seen as the biggest asshole. Mm. But it's like a sacrifice. Yeah, kind of like, like in you battle, do bridge the gap. So, like, you can come over and make fun of me for making a fool of myself. And then, like, oh, the I people see. on the, the sorry about on, him right. move. But, oh. I mean, not, like, super aggressive. <laughs> like, I go over and I'm, like, spilling a drink on somebody. But, you know, yes. if I, like, say, hey, what are you guys doing here? And people are, like, not You walk over the... and pour a drink on your own head. <laughs> <laughs> Look at what Jakey do. <laughs> the perfect wingman. <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel like then people on like the outskirts of both groups can kind of like intermingle. I see. That's interesting. So yeah, I hadn't really thought about it like that. Okay, here's what I think you should do. I think you should tell your friend to let you beat the shit out of him. Like, like I think he should, like, I think he, you should say like, okay, go over to this group and be kind of a douche and then you be the hero and beat the shit out of him in front of these women. Right. And then do that a few times and he'll stop wanting to be a wingman. Because <laughs> he's the guy that's constantly getting Yeah, up. it's like, dude, if you really want me to have sex and, you know, feel the joy of ejaculation, then you'll let me beat your cheeks in. Come that's, on, man. That's, Come on. Uh, Are you a good wingman or not? <laughs> the joy of ejaculation. <laughs> like chicken soup for the soul or something. Yeah, you have to make being a wingman <laughs> bad for the guy. It, it has to, he has to, like, he has to make being a wingman like an unpleasant experience. It's a very selfless job because you are doing the social suffering of trying to break the ice, which right. is kind of awkward without any of the joy of ejaculation, right. of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, the shame of non-ejaculation. Yeah. And right. then you bring, it's the Robin Hood. You steal the ejaculate from the rich. The and shame of jealousy. <laughs> yeah. I do think. Going back to what Jake was saying is like everyone is alone and the more you can not think of this as like a game that people are playing and be straightforward with people about like, hey, I think you look pretty. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> you know what? Actually, I take all my advice back. But, but I do think. But you have a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I do have a girlfriend. So, um, Did no. you meet her through a social wingman situation or was through it Through online dating actually. Okay, so you don't even need a wingman. No. A, a wingman app would be kind of cool. So it's wingman but for online dating. Did you have that idea once where you like swipe for your friend or something? Yeah, but I think, oh. I think that's like interesting in theory but like really... I don't want to spend too much of my time helping you get laid. You know? yeah. I don't, that's I what makes you like a bad unused, wingman. I, it would be an underused <laughs> app. I've right. never really, I've wingmund, I've wingman for wing you. Wingmund. No, it's wingmund. Yeah. I've wingmund for you. <laughs> Women Freud. I've, yeah. I've wingmund for you hard before. Mm -hmm. Successfully, I might yeah. add. Mm -hmm. Do you remember uh, any, any instances of me being a good wingman or do you just know me to be a good wingman generally? <laughs> or do you just think I'm a shitty wingman? <laughs> you just remember the two times I fucked up and you bring it up I every day. I never fucked up. Uh, I can remember several successful wingmanning. It's easier if it's like after a show where like people sort of know who we are already. Yeah. It's easier if the wingman is in a relationship and he's wingmanning for someone who's not. Because right. it's like, I'm out of the running. Right. But, mm -hmm. you know, trickle down joy of ejaculation economics. <laughs> um, but th it is a delicate tightrope of like, you're being obviously a wingman, and now it's being like detrimental to me. Where it's like right. you have to like toe the line between being good but not too overboard about it. And I think also what you're, not yeah, what the the solution seems to be to have like a conversation with this guy. That's not like you're being a bad wingman, but more like let's not worry about girls tonight. Let's just go out yeah. and let's just have fun. Like let's get drunk and we'll dance. Yeah, like, yeah. Being a good wingman is really just like being like kind of a nice good conversationalist, you <laughs> right. know, and hopefully they don't want to sleep with them instead of you. A non-shy guy. Sort of, you don't even yeah. have to call them yeah. a wingman. You could call them human. You just could call be a, them you just call be them a good Zanzibar. person. This yeah. my human. Human, go talk to woman. Yeah. But also in general, I do think when you're that young, because they, they seem pretty young, like, just know that what if we learn there? You're gonna, you're gonna end up, you're gonna end up dating <laughs> so many people. Like you're gonna end up dating so many people in your life. Everyone dates so many people. You're gonna not remember a lot of them, and it doesn't matter. So just everyone relax. Like yeah. it's just not that big a deal. Which is our advice for every question. <laughs> yeah. Just relax. Just relax. It's not that big a deal. Yeah. It's really not. <laughs> First of all, chill. Yeah. Second of all, relax. Uh, all right, let's take a break. We'll thank some sponsors, oh, wait, and then we'll be quick. back. No, I we just don't wanna, have time for I this just, shit. I just want to point out, there's a, there's a, there's my quick, real quick theory. Whoa. That the friend is a fine wingman, and this guy can't get laid. Do we think about that? Oh. We didn't consider it until Damn. now. So let's also just remember that you should be self-reflective. Yeah. So that it's not, and if you're not getting laid, it's not entirely on your friend. Yeah, have your friend submit a question to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. We want to hear his side of the story. Yeah. I'm wingmanning the shit out of my dude. <laughs> I'm throwing him alley-oops and he can't slam the ball. Uh, all right, now let's take a break. Right, fine, and then we'll be back with more questions and answers with Jake and Matt and me and Jake. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Indeed. Indeed. Simply put, it's the easiest way to create a professional-looking website. Couldn't agree more, bud. That's it. 
Yeah. That's the tweet. <laughs> um, no, they do have a lot more than that. It's uh, right. it's a, it's they have twenty four seven award winning customer support. They have very simple drag and drop technology. You can code, you can design mm-hmm. a professional looking website without knowing much about how the internet works. You can sell. You can launch and sell product from Squarespace. Yes. That's right. You can even purchase a domain name through Squarespace. For example, Jake, what can people purchase? Boneheader.com. Boneheader. It's like interesting. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you're a boneheaded person, but you're doing a boneheader of a move. You know what I mean? What about fitnessnah.com? So it's sort of like a relaxation technique mm-hmm. slash way to say damn the man with regards yeah. to fitness. It's a movement about not going to the gym. Fitness. It's nah. a it's an anti movement, really. Oh, it's a non movement movement. A, is anti movement yeah. one? Anti movement. Uh, I'll like have it to be. check it out later. Actually, let me look right now. Anti movement.com is not available. Don't yeah. buy that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't. But so it's more fitness of a fitness <laughs> Yeah, it's more of a yeah. fitness nah thing. Yeah. Uh, Squarespace AI also is a great way to kickstart or update written content on any website. They can generate instant personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Pretty cool there too. Incredible. So the way to get in on this action and uh, launch your own website soon enough Mm -hmm. is to go to squarespace.com slash segments. Segments. And when you're ready to launch, you use that coupon code segments at checkout to save 10% off their already low, low prices. Beautiful. Again, Check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Squarespace. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode of our program. Hell yeah. Thanks, BetterHelp. Jake, I don't know if you know this, but we sort of all carry around different stressors, Mm -hmm. big and small. Yeah. No, I've heard of that. Yeah. I've heard that. I've heard some people do that. And if you're anything like me, you just sort of keep it bottled up inside and never Mm -hmm. complain or talk about it to anyone ever. Very deep, deep, deep down. Yes. You put on a facade, as they call it. Mm -hmm. Yes. And And a masquerade. Mm-hmm. But when we do that, it starts to affect us negatively. It's not healthy. It's not good. That's why I use mm. therapy, which is a safe space to get things off your chest. And there's no better way to use therapy than with BetterHelp. Ah, very nice. So if you've been hearing a lot about therapy and you've been wanting to give it a try, but you don't want to, f- you know, go through the hassle of finding a therapist, driving their awkward waiting rooms, give BetterHelp a try because it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suitable to your schedule. Perfect. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, Mm -hmm. you get matched with a licensed therapist, Mm -hmm. and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Ooh, love it. It helps to get things off your chest. It helps to talk about it. Right. So get those things off your chest with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash segments. You go there and you get 10% off your first month. Ooh, all right. Segments, folks. Yes. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash segments. Segments. To get matched with your therapist as soon as possible. And if you use that coupon code by going to betterhelp.com slash segments, you'll get 10% off your first month. Nice. Give it a try. It'll help. Yeah. With BetterHelp. And we're back. Hey, Jake or Matt, do you guys have any? Oh, so let's do it. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yep. Uh, unsolicited advice. That was great. <laughs> um, this is extremely small, but I think that people in general don't realize how good grapes are. And uh, right, your, that voice, is small. your yeah. voice has got small talking about it. <laughs> Fresh green grapes for dessert. You'll love it. And you probably haven't done it in a while, and you will love it. It tastes good. It's a very healthy candy. Grapes are nature's candy. And uh, I feel like people are sleeping on grapes, and they're so good. You ever, you ever freeze sleep? grapes? What? You ever freeze grapes? Yeah. I love it. All right. <laughs> two, well, two quick things. Rebuttal? Well, I, I think frozen grapes, like, it makes my skin crawl. I can't eat. I hate cold fruit biting into it. <laughs> I wow. like, yeah, if I'm like, I'm stressed out thinking about it. That said, I have also <laughs> recently discovered grapes and I think they're great. Um, I think they're grapes. I put, <laughs> I don't do them for dessert though. I put them in my salad. 
I'm a cool. I'm a new convert to fruit and salad. I ne- I always yeah, thought it was I, I go I thought it was salad. bizarre. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dried up cranberries um, in salad sometimes is really good. Too. What are your yeah. thoughts on fruit some, salad? Some chicken, some nuts, some grapes, mm-hmm. some lettuce. I think that's a yeah. Great I just think salad. the grapes in general, you forget how good they are. They like genuinely taste sweet and they're not that bad for you. It's like it's pretty awesome. Yeah, when they're super and also super just crisp. if you go to a part like if you if you go to a dinner party like. A bowl of fresh grapes. Just imagine that right now. They're not frozen, so relax. Yeah. But you just like you just just put them on the table. It's like everyone's finished. Everyone's finished their dinner. The plates are cleared, and the host comes in, and you're like expecting an enormous cake, like one of the biggest cakes ever. But instead, they put a fresh bowl of green grapes, and you're like, how sensible. And you everybody's pissed except for you. Yeah, I'm thrilled. Oh, I was afraid that would be a cake. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God it's this small grape. You're gonna love. I'm telling you, it's great. One grape per person <laughs> everybody take it like a pill you're gonna party ever you're gonna feel better <laughs> about yourself yeah. after <laughs> you Grapes. definitely it definitely doesn't fill you up in a gross way no but it's and it's delicious yeah <laughs> I, i'm just saying I, I hate my pieces of pieces of advice now that yours was so cute <laughs> but mine's not cute mine is wonderful <laughs> mine's about shaving your grundle <laughs> <laughs> with a grape <laughs> all right i'll give two pieces of advice the first is just another fruit yeah, eat apples. <laughs> um, honey, actually, Honeycrisp apples, if you haven't had them, are delicious. True. Um, open a Roth IRA oh. as soon as possible in your life. A as soon as you can afford to put a little money away, open a Roth tell IRA. Me, tell me, I think, I know, I, I do have one, but tell me about why, I, why that's good that I did it. It's good because, assuming the American economy does not collapse... Um, the stock market generally goes up over time, and so it's good to invest broadly in the stock market. And the Roth IRA is a place where you can put about five grand a year, tax-free, and uh, as long as you don't withdraw it until you retire, it's uh, tax-free money that you'll it, And it, the earlier you do it in your life, the more time it has to mature and grow. Is it the same as a 401k? It is very similar. If you have a 401k, that's also good. A Roth IRA is just a like different form of that that you can also put money into got it and you can't access that money unless it's you're like you 62 can, and a penalty. half you can there's a penalty so it's like you it's it's money that you want to be relatively certain that you're good putting away for a while got it but it's very good to do it because most people don't and then don't have money when they retire That's or right. just are unable to retire. Right. Or they spent all their money and now they can't retire. Yeah. So I'm sorry my piece of advice no, is really boring, but it is I important think it's, to do it's that. it's more yeah. helpful than mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's really yeah. perfect. Sorry, it's not as exciting as grapes. But... I would say, I guess I would also say spend $5,000 a year on grapes and don't put it in the raw. I think it really worked in tandem with grapes. Yeah. <laughs> you have two little nest eggs of sorts. One yeah, is yeah. filled with fruit. Like, yeah. I'm happy we had you guys on at the same time. <laughs> Did you say you had another one? Yeah. Sure, I'll give one more. This is this is a little broader. This, and and A little broader than investing broadly. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I was in uh, college, I applied for a fellowship at The Onion. And uh, at the time, this guy Joe Randazzo was the editor. And I... Oh, yeah. Oh, can, yeah they hear, can they hear that? I, on the they'll microphone? hear it, but faintly. Okay. It'll be like a, a nice warm bath for their ears as somebody drills away next door. Yeah. Anyway, all that, all that being said is one of the best pieces of adv- advice I ever got early in my life was to work hard and don't expect too much. And my interpretation of that is just focus on doing really good work and don't worry too much about if you do that, you'll be taken to the right place and don't focus on pipe dreams, I guess. I, I think yeah. I would just, hit, I would in tandem with that say, keep your eyes on your own paper because there's so much comparing to yeah. other people that happens, especially in comedy and entertainment. It's like, they got that by this age and uh, you, you'll get success at whatever age you should. Um, you'll be, you'll, they'll let you know when you're ready. And if you just keep focusing on who you want to be and what you want to say artistically, that's the most important thing. Don't worry what other people are doing because there's a lot of people who are successful at 22 who then at 32 are not successful. Like you just have to go at your own pace and truly don't worry about what other people are doing. Just keep focusing on getting yourself better at what you're doing. Yeah, because jealousy is poison. And yeah, it's just not going to work. And they have nothing to do with you. It's right. just what you should be doing for yourself. Yeah. And before these guys came in, you were like, fuck these guys. They have a show. We should have a show. <laughs> yeah, why, do, <laughs> so why, do, like why does that like... Jake have a show and this Jake doesn't have a show? Is he funny? 
funnier? Is he cooler? Is he better? He must be. Otherwise, why would he be succeeding over my Jake? My, <laughs> my, my. My uh, Jake. <laughs> I just I realized for you, I'm so going to start selfless. showing up and doing the podcast with you. And I'm like, well, my name's Jake. You can't say I'm not the Jake. That it would definitely your work. Jake. Um, were you guys as into that philosophy even before you had a show? Is it easier to say now that you do have a show? I think we we talked about it a lot before. I think we were... It's obviously hard when you're starting out and you see the other people doing way better than you to not feel jealous, but it's really poisonous to focus too much on that and really toxic for your own like mind and soul. And uh, I think also... Missy Elliott once tweeted this because, <laughs> and I I love Missy, and she yeah. said something like, you know, her her music her music is so incredible, but it is it was very different. And she said sometimes if you have like a different way of seeing things or doing things, it takes longer for you to hit because people already see the world in a certain way, and so they will reject what's different. Mm. But then if you just wait a little longer, um, it it works out, and it obviously worked out for her. And I think for me. I was never, there was not much on TV where I was like, oh my God, I wish I'd done that. I was always like, I want to make my own thing. And sometimes if you don't see your own thing on TV, that's actually a blessing because that means if you have an original point of view, if you feel you do, eventually they're going to want that. And it may seem stressful that it's not there already, but really it's working in your favor. You just kind of have to have faith. So what's the origin story of Corporate? Uh, For those of you who don't know, Mm -hmm. it's a show on Comedy Central. It's like an incredibly dark comedy mm-hmm. on Comedy Central. The first season came out a year or two ago. A year ago, yeah. And then the second season is coming out in January of this year. That's 2019. Like, when did the ideas of corporate start? How long did it take 20... to go from... Fifteen, yeah, so four years ago, yep. yeah, and it's one season. Yes. That's right. Until twenty, it becomes. And you better like the idea you come up with because it'll be your whole life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is what people don't understand. Don't just throw up any idea. Like you yeah. better love it because yeah. it is everything you talk about. You uh-huh. you don't talk to your family anymore. Your like, relationships like, will suffer. Yeah, as you'll, result get, of this you'll idea. definitely get divorced. Yeah. So like, definitely love the idea uh-huh. that you come up with. And what's the origin of the idea? How did you sell it? Um, Other than like Dilbert meets American Psycho. we were living together uh we were roommates for a while and um sort of out of i had as i said like a ton of nightmare office jobs and um wanted to just we started talking about those those jobs and we wanted to sort of tackle or make an office comedy that was a little more representative of how you actually feel at an office which is like you want to die and and trapped and, and like it's a prison, right? The, and, like the office made living in Scranton selling paper, kind of like kind yeah. of cute. It's like fun. You have a family, and oh, good news, you have a crush. Yeah. Uh, Occasionally dull, but no one's killing themselves. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas I felt like I was trapped and in hell the whole time, and so we wanted to do like a really cinematic kind of wild comedy set in an office. Um, Yeah, I think we also just really love movies. And I think there's a lot of comedy that's sort of, um, that's just regurgitating, not necessarily in a bad way, but just kind of doing the kind of comedy they saw before. Where I really just love movies growing up and I wanted to make movies that were funny. Right. Like instead of funny movies, if that makes sense. Like just like really movies, but that have a lot of jokes. Yeah. And I mean, corporate, their episodes, the they look like movies. Yeah. Yeah. We, we care about that. We hired like a DP who's really French. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we just yeah. wanted to make it look like almost make it look like the opposite of an office comedy. Because we just that, – that's sort of what I'm saying is we – we saw like when you look at the landscape of like office comedies or comedies there's a lot of like they're very there's very flat lighting and it's fine it's really funny like parks and rec the office these are great shows but they look a certain way it's like well because that's out there they might actually be hungry for something completely different looking that's in the same world so it was like a good thing that those shows existed um we also just wanted to make a show where we could sort of talk about anything we have pretty nihilistic views on America and capitalism, <laughs> and uh, turns we, out it's bad. Yeah, we wanted to uh, be able to talk about that stuff. It does definitely like I it was completely align up with my values, so I find it like so funny and so dark, and yeah. like the way you guys push the envelope is so like hilarious. The, Thank you uh, very much. I saw the episode of um, there's like a mass tragedy or mass shooting. Do you specify? Just we purposely keep it vague. Uh, so yeah. it, so be, we're, we, it's it's a nameless tragedy, so that way whatever happens the day before it airs, right. it can still go up. So yeah. there's a tra- <laughs> right. There's a, there's a tragedy and there's a death toll that's going up throughout the episode, uh-huh. and it's about Matt's uh, Facebook status post that gets stolen and hijacked and 
becomes viral without you getting credit for it. Yeah, and it's <laughs> about like people being self-interested in the face of something they should not be self-interested yes, in. Yes, exactly yeah. right. Everyone so. rushes to post to social media and they do check how many likes it gets yes. even though people are dying. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just what America is right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, love it. Uh, again, January 15th? January 15th, yes. Season two. Yeah. Co-starring Adam Lustig. The best. Another the most talented, Genius. funniest man ever. Yeah. He's great in the show, too. It's Because he always plays a happy-go-lucky guy. I know. And we make him yep. so mean. <laughs> and yeah. Lance Reddick from The Wire and Aparna Nancherla. That's right. And yeah. Udek, yeah. Yeah. Lance Reddick from The Wire. Is, that's so fucking cool. Oh, he's, yeah. so, he's so awesome. And yeah. he is the complete opposite of every character he's ever played. He's like the sweetest grandfather. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess everybody on the show plays a depressed, dark person. And then you yeah. guys are also very sweet. I <laughs> RL. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, is the is the set all is is the set like dark and sad just it by is. accident? The, the irony of shooting the show is that we escaped our boring office jobs only to go make a show <laughs> in the setting of a boring office job, yeah. and it feels bad. Yeah, there. you feel you, you die yeah. while you're filming yeah. a little bit. Like when you guys break for lunch, it's still under the harsh fluorescent Truly, lights. Truly, yeah, yes. it's really bad. Yeah, it's a really bad <laughs> filming situation, but it makes it look good, so right. it's worth it. You shoot it practically, right? Like it's a real office. Yes, yeah, the old LA Times building, but media's oh. dead. Um, so the yep. set is open. We actually we we toured that uh, one place one time when we were looking for sets. Yeah, it's it's a great it looking place. That's really where they filmed Mad Men, right? Yes. No, they filmed that oh, no. LA Center LA Center Studios. Studios. Right, My right. bad. Yeah. yeah. But still. I was going to say yes to whatever you asked. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's where they shot Simpsons, right? <laughs> uh, all right. Can we answer another question before you guys have to get the hell out of here? Yeah. Uh, this one is about another office party, but you know, tis the season, work holiday party. Matt, back to you. Need a fake dude's... Oh, fake lady's name. Linda. That's great. That's the perfect name. Yeah, when you change it, it from dude to lady, I saw the panic in his eyes when he knew he couldn't say Ralph again. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph's cousin, Linda. Uh, I just started a new job at a really cool marketing agency. You like oh. that? <laughs> There's <Really> only cool. <laughs> it's not like the other marketing How agencies. How cool, yeah. <laughs> There's only about 20 employees, and I kid you not, I am the only one without a significant other. So the holiday party is coming up, and everyone's bringing a date. And let me know that I can bring one too. Hire a prostitute. So, <laughs> good night, everybody. This is lightning roll credits. Yeah. <laughs> Let's roll through all the questions that you're supposed to just hire a prostitute for. <laughs> I'm looking to lose my virginity, but yeah, it works. Uh, all right, how do I get a date for this thing? Linda writes, I could ask this dude from my kickball league, but I don't know him that well, and I'm just assuming he's into me because he likes to text me a lot of memes and gifs. But if I'm wrong and he actually just thinks of me as a friend, then it would be really awkward. Or should I seek out a date on Hinge or Bumble? I don't want to show up solo to this gig and feel like I'm a total loser. Help! Thanks, Linda. I actually completely disagree with Linda. One, I think you should not bring a date to this. Especially solo. if you're going to bring a first date to an office party... That is, yeah. in my mind, a nightmare. Definitely not from Hinge, not from Bumble. Yeah. For the love of God, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would say... If anything, bring like a just a friend. Well, and also, yeah. Yeah, the, the kickball guy obviously likes you. I mean, there's no yeah, question right. about that. <laughs> so true. if you think he likes you, you and he's saying you memes, <laughs> that just means please have sex with me. Maybe like, it's just a guy on my kickball team <laughs> that likes sending gifts. <laughs> yeah. But I think also, if it doesn't go that well, um, you kind of have to leave the, the kickball team. Like, so I, I don't, wouldn't necessarily do that unless you don't care and are done with kickball. I mean, you can invite him as a friend, and then you guys will probably end up getting drunk and having sex. Yeah, like, probably. I think that'll happen. Mm -hmm. Um, you could take me, um, I mean, oh a relationship, but I would do it. Like, I, I don't, I, I'll just, because I, I, I won't, I, I mean, I won't put out Linda, no. but, but what I'm saying is I would do it for the bit. Um, and I would be really weird. Like, I, it would be funny in a weird bit that I would do. That's um, cool. But, Corporate's own Jake Wiseman. Yeah, I think it'd be here. funny. It'd be worth it's like when It's like when Dwayne Wade goes to prom with some girl. Yeah. You know I mean? and it's, it's just the worst Twitter. version of that ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God damn, do I want this to happen now. Yeah. Well, really, this episode's coming out soon, right? Hopefully before the Christmas party. <laughs> the worst version of Dwayne Wade showing up to prom is Did Jake Wade going go to a to holiday prom? party. It's like, oh, a yeah. show I haven't watched yet, but Jake, was meaning to get to. <laughs> Jake would say, some and inappropriate <laughs> things, you would be in trouble with your... I would just yeah. talk to your coworkers about how the government is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Go, why don't you just go alone? I guarantee someone else will hit on you. Like, someone's going to hit someone's on you. Someone's significant others yeah, going to hit on you. Yeah, it'll be interesting sure. and weird. And, like, if you don't get too drunk, I'm sure someone will make a mistake and you can you can use that to get ahead in the company. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it'll be fine. <laughs> I think you bring a friend. I like I like the idea of bringing a, yeah, friend. Bring a friend. Either somebody that you can fuck Kickball or friend? somebody that or, – or just, like, somebody that you are not sexually interested in that you want to get drunk with. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. office parties are great for that. Yeah. Free booze. Um, is there such a thing as a cool marketing agency? You worked at a marketing agency. Are there cool ones and bad ones, or are they all the same ones? Uh, I think there are probably cool ones and bad ones. I only worked for the bad ones. Um, <laughs> so the cool one is anyone you didn't work. Marketing is strange because you're essentially all bra- – you work with other people to try to manipulate people. That's yeah. like the whole job is like how can I manipulate other people? So it feels – dirty and fucked up i think it just depends on the clients i mean because i feel like if you get to market for the mba or you get to market for like a brand you like the perks are crazy like i mean if you get to like market for nike it's like you get to destroy kids lives that live in other countries and you get to go to cool games you know what i mean and that's like an amazing sort of situation and i think like yeah i think it just depends because marketing yeah, it is. It is brainwashing, but that's fun. Yeah, like yeah, that is like a fun thing. thing. Yeah, if you're when you're the one holding the little, uh, yeah. the little emblem on the chain. Yeah, you're. Yeah, you're. But the, if you market for like Beats baby. by Dre, it's like you get to meet a lot of cool people and you get to make a lot of people happy. <laughs> um, and I think they probably. This episode is sponsored by Beats by Dre. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> by the chandelier store. Yeah. Used to work <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, it, tr- it truly just depends what the perks are because you are like you know. You're you're grifting people out of money. Right. <laughs> well, they're, they're like the small agencies that do like that kind of cool like guerrilla yes, marketing. Yeah, that stuff. seems cool. Yeah, I like a good guerrilla marketer. <laughs> yeah, you don't even have to have a boss. Just get out there, start marketing. It's just frenzy. <laughs> yeah. That's what marketing is. It's disruptive. Use this hashtag. That's so fucking guerrilla. Uh, all right, sweet. That's it. That's our time. Thanks, Three guys. questions. Well, damn. Great job, everybody. Yeah, uh, anything else you wanted to promote or is corporate the big boy just corporate uh, January 15th at 10.30pm on Comedy Central It's it comes after Drunk History the premiere of that new season is at 10pm but yeah I think you'll really 10:30. love the new season no no our show is at 10.30 oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah Drunk History is at 10 if you want to have an hour of being high and watching TV and hey, um, follow us on Instagram hey, are, you a... still, are you still doing that uh, knife in your I actually stopped thing? that I have a new oh. parody account I do with my friend Kate Tulin called Honest Couple uh, which if you want to check it out is a parody account you can check it out for yourself and follow me at matt ingabretson i'm posting some really fun photos a lot there are a lot of shots of him too tall for airplane bathrooms yeah, I'm gonna yeah. Check almost that out. Uh-huh. That, yeah that's solid uh all right the opening theme song was written by rob of course this closing one is kendrick from new orleans they can follow him at the other kendrick on instagram uh and thanks that's for solid. writing in that's a good instagram handle the other kendrick uh Email address for all that stuff is if I were you show at gmail.com. Jake and Matt, thanks again. Thank we'll, you. We'll be back next week. Bye. I need some head, 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 head,